Hello everybody, it's Yasmin again, this is a new episode on that IT show, still filling in for Vedran, and doing a little bit of 6502 light assembly learning. So, before we start, I just want to introduce today's episode, I'm going to be going through easy6502 uh, website slash ebook slash learning simulator slash everything that you need to know when you're starting with assembly in easy6502 and I'm going to be trying to explain why should you do the assembly how to do an assembly and what are the first things that you need to know when you're learning how to program 6502 directly but before anything else let's roll the intro Okay, now for the start, uh, Easy6002 was not written by me, it was written by Nick Morgan, as you can see on the left, uh, and it is a combination of an ebook and a simulator that was done to uh, complement the ebook and to turn it into something interactive. Uh, the main thing about what we are trying to do here is that uh, since this is an ebook and contains the information, uh, the simulator is one of the best ways to uh, start learning. When learning the assembly language, the only thing that is going to help you is uh, going to be just trying. So there is no way for you to learn assembly language just by reading in a book. You need to start learning, you need to start testing it out, you need to start using uh, simulators, you need to start uh, thinking in assembly. Because everybody who has ever done assembly language is going to tell you that assembly language requires your brain to adopt to a different type of learning or different type of um, thinking about how to program a computer. At the same time, the reason why we are pushing or I am pushing for uh, assembly language is that enables it enables you to understand how the computers work from the top uh, from the down at, uh, to the top uh, the bottom thing in the computer or the lowest thing in computer is the CPU uh, assembly language talks to the CPU directly and there are no intermediate intermediaries uh, when you're talking to the 6502 using the assembly, you are directly programming the CPU, you are directly telling it what to do, and there is nothing standing between you and the hardware. So at the same time you are learning how to do the assembly language, and you are uh, programming the hardware and uh, understanding how to the, program, uh, the hardware should work. So what is 6.0.2 or easy 6.0.2? Uh, there is an introduction here that says um, why you should learn the assembly. I completely agree with uh, Nick on this. And this is, the reasons are multiple. 
Uh, aside for the thing that I only mentioned, so the idea of uh, getting to understand how the processor works by programming it, uh, it's a useful way of exercising your brain. It's a useful way of uh, learning something new that is going to help you in understanding how the uh, complex systems of today work. So, for example, when we're dealing with, I don't know, Windows, uh, Linuxes, or whatever, uh, they're operating systems. But deep, 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 deep inside uh, the operating system or under the operating system, there is also assembly like this. It is this x86 assembly that is much, much, much more complicated because the processors themselves are much more complicated. But all the things that you can learn by using 6.0.2 are valid over there also. Because 6.0.2 and x86 just differ. The main difference between them is that the complexity of the chip, not the ideas. So for example, 6.0.2 has three registers x86 CPUs have much more. They have caches, they have different things that 6002 doesn't have. But the way you're dealing with all of those is the same. You are directly putting things into the register. You're using a register as a side, as a way to store temporary data. And then you are performing simple instructions on simple parts of data and creating complex programs out of those. The first example that uh, Nick is using here, and I'm going to just uh, zoom in a little bit because I want to um, I want to make this much easier to read, um, is the first program that he does and tries to explain um, the basic parts of the assembly in. Before we do that, I want to explain how the assembler that he's using uh, works. Because this assembler and a simulator, because we are talking about two different things, is adopted in such a way as to make it easier to understand uh, different things. And also, it makes some assumptions because it, uh, it wanted to create an environment that is going to be uh, enable you to not only do the assembly, but also do graphics. Okay, so the first part here, these buttons here, uh, assembler, run, and so on, are uh, the things that enable you to do or perform actions on the text that you uh, input it in, in, uh, in the field here. Uh, the thing that you are going to do is that you're going to write your uh, code in assembler here. And then once you play, press this button, this code is going to be turned into assembly language, into assembly, or it's going to be turned into hexadecimal opcodes and data that is going to be put into the memory. You can monitor the memory here by using this monitor. For so, for example, uh, if we want to uh, see what is inside the memory, we can take a look at it. Uh, and this means that we can reset it and see the memory here. Uh, let's start with the location 800 and mon the length of FF. So 
we are basically starting at, uh, at the um, ninth page of the memory. Remember, we are counting from the page zero. So zero, one, two, three, four, and so on. So we are looking at the ninth page in the memory, and we are looking at 256 bytes in the memory. Uh, let's do reset, and let's do uh, a run here. Uh, you see that this part of the memory hasn't changed. Let's take a look now at the 600. Six zero zero. Reset. You can see some um, some data here. This is the actual information uh, that represents these commands up here. We got the commands in, and then what the assembler did, assembler uh, turned these commands into opcodes, and these opcodes are represented by hexadecimal values here. The thing that we need to understand is that what we call assembler is not the last step in programming the CPU. The last step is actually hexadecimal values that are uh, inputted in the memory. Also, the way that me memory inside the CPU is structured is defined by the designer of the CPU and the designer of the system that you are uh, working on. This particular system has been designed in such a way that it uses a memory map that uh, starts from zero, then the first or the zero page is empty. Uh, the first page is something that you can use uh, for whatever reason you want. So the zero, zero page the, is the first page. The first page after this, so the page from 100 to 1FF, is the page that you can use for whatever reasons you, uh, you need. And then locations from 200 to um, 5FF are uh, represented by this black square here. This black square is basically the pixels starting from location 200, then to the end, and uh, 5FF, and the top left, uh, top left most uh, pixel is the first location, so location 200 in memory, and this location is 5FF in the memory. It goes from left to right, and then just continues, uh, continues on. And this is a fundamental solution to how to create the easiest possible graphics. If you put a value into the byte, uh, or the location in the memory, this location is going to contain this byte, but also if this location is between 200 and 5FF, it is, this is going to be shown on the screen as a pixel. So this program, as we are going to see, is going to uh, just fill the first uh, three locations on the screen with different values, and then it is going to show the, the, them as, a, as a pixels or points on the points in the graphic memory. If you need to know which uh, value corresponds to which uh, which color here, you can take a look at the notes. Notes are down here, and it is going to explain that your locations are going to be through 200 to 5ff uh, to the screen pixels. The values that you can input are th this. So these are different uh, different colors that you can use. So you can create uh, relatively simple graphics by using the, your, your assembly language directly in the simulator. Touring around the 
touring around the user interface i mentioned this buttons are used to uh, control the way that the simulator is running right now this part is where you put your uh, your program in or this is the uh, part where you uh, write your assembly language uh, assembly application this part is the monitor that shows you the location in the memory this black screen or black uh, square is um, just mapped memory that shows you uh, the locations and shows you the uh, and enables you to do the graphics. And the last thing that has, that uh, has le is left is a debugger. Debugger enables you to uh, always monitor the current state of the CPU. So you can monitor the entirety of the CPU, the uh, A, X, and Y registers, stack pointer, program counter. And then these are flags. So the flags are also um, denoted by N, V, uh, this one is not used, B, D, uh, Y, Z, and C. So you can see different flags and how they are set right now in the, in the um, CPU. Also, you can use the step and jump to um, in a debugger. Why? When you press run here, you're going to run the entire program. If you press the reset, you're going to just uh, reset the state of the processor and start uh, and uh, prepare it to run the program from the start. If you do the hex dump, you're going to see how your program looks like in uh, hexadecimal values. So basically, you're going to get this. I'm going to show this, but you're going to get, get this. This assemble is going to show you uh, how this hex dump directly translates to um, and directly translates to uh, instructions because different instructions uh, the same instruction can be used different uh, opcodes and sometimes you need to disassemble the program that you have in the memory because you didn't write it you can either get it directly in hexadecimal form from somebody or you can just create something in the memory and then try to understand what this part of the memory does uh, if you use the debugger, the thing that you're going to do is you are going to be stepping into the application. So you're going to be running it one location at a time, and you are not going to run it in, in, in its entirety. This enables you to understand how the application works completely. So uh, you are going to be able to understand how each different instruction works and what each the different instruction does. Now let's do, let's try to explain what is the uh, connection between this, this and this. First, I'm going to explain line by line, line what this thing do, the, does. And then I'm going to uh, do the demonstration and do step-by-step -step running of the application. And after that, I'm going to uh, be doing the explanation of what these uh, this thing mean or how uh, what is the correlation between uh, for example this one and this one here so let's get down to work the explanation of the, of the instructions is easy we're going to be using just two of those lda and sda lda means load to accumulator so whatever value is here is going to be loaded into the accumulator in the previous video, I mentioned that you can use 
different signs uh, before the value that you intend to use because these different signs means different things to uh, the assembler. Uh, the hash sign or hashtag sign means that you are dealing with the value that you want directly accessed. So in this example, this means one. You are not referring to a location in the memory. If you omit this sign, for example, like in this thing, uh, you are referring to a memory location. So just using a number is going to point, point you to the memory location. And this means that you are trying to store something from the accumulator to this memory location. If you omit the dollar sign, the dollar sign represents the hexadecimals values. So if you omit the dollar sign, you're dealing with decimals. And this is something that we are rarely going to do. Uh, main reason is the simplicity. If you are dealing with uh, hexadecimal in everything inside the simulator, uh, it's much easier to think in uh, hexadecimal and to put the values in hexadecimal than to try to always uh, in your head translate from decimal to hexadecimal for no particular reason. So the first instruction is LDA uh, hash dollar zero one. This means get the actual value of zero one, so one, and put it into the accumulator. Next line is going to do the STA, so store from accumulator, and this is going to store the uh, value that you have in your accumulator, the register accumulator, um, or the A register, and store it to this location in the memory. Note that this number is 16-bit. Uh, memory is addressed, when we are dealing with 6502, memory is addressed in, uh, as a 16-bit number, because we can address uh, 64 kilobytes of memory. But all the rest of the values and all the rest of the uh, registers are 8-bit. So this is an 8-bit number. So just a byte. This is two bytes. Also, as I mentioned, note that this is a location because it doesn't have a hashtag before it. Next thing that we're going to do is go, we are going to load the accumulator with the number 5. Then we are going to store the value to the 0201. Then we are going to uh, load the accumulator with the value 8, store it to the 0202, and this is going to be it. Why are we going to do this and what is going to happen? As we said, the locations 200, 201, 202 represent top left uh, most pixels uh, here, or the pixels represent the locations. So once you put these values into the locations 200, 201, 202, three pixels should appear here with different colors. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go and show this, but I'm going to show it first by running the application and then by stepping into it. So running it a step by step. So if I press run, you see I have three pixels here. These three pixels here are uh, different values. So one is uh, white, five is green, uh, eight is some sort of a brownish, probably light brown or something like this. Also, I can see here that I have some values in my uh, processor. This is because uh, the processor itself has stopped uh, working after it uh, went through this code. 
So after it reached the, the last uh, location, it stopped. The values that have, be, uh, have been left inside it are the eight in the accumulator. X and Y are empty. Stack pointer is also uh, not set, so it is on the top of the stack. And the program counter is pointed to 0610. 0610 is this location here. So this means basically that the program counter is expecting that it's going to start the running, the next command that should be run is here. So it stopped here basically. Also, none of the flags were set. This is something that we need to also discuss. Uh, the way that computer knows how to start working, so uh, where the application should start and how the application should start, uh, is determined when the computer was being created. What this simulator is presuming is that once you are creating your application here, this application is going to be uh, assembled and then it is going to be uh, stored at location six, uh, 600. This is not something that is a standard. There are different uh, versions of the 602 that uh, start from different locations. Locations are dictated by the people who design the uh, processor. So, for example, if the processor was designed by somebody who wanted to create uh, to use it as a microcontroller so no um, uh, no video memory he can perhaps start from location 600 800 200 whatever in this particular case the memory map that uh, the designers uh, uh, wanted to do use uh, was designed in such a way that he used different pages so first page was empty second page was empty third fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh uh, page, uh, sixth page were uh, used as a me video memory. Then he created the space for the assembly language or the code itself. And then everything else after this can be used uh, to store your data. This is just a decision made by the developer of this uh, assembler. It can be different. But once you create your uh, computer, and when you decide where your, uh, when your program should start, from where your program should start, for this example, 600, this means that when I press run here, I'm going to go to the location 600, and then I'm going to uh, run whatever is uh, stored in the location 600, and treat this as a command. Uh, the debugger is going to do the same thing, so they're going to start on the same uh, same location. And this is the thing that you need to understand. Also, if I do a disassembly of this, uh, and this is not going to show, uh, I'm going to be turning this information here into this, and I'm going to be showing what different, uh, what different uh, commands work, uh, do. Let me just say that, let's correlate this, this thing and this thing. So, uh, while using this assembly, uh, let me just get this thing uh, zoomed in. So, the first command is LDA hashtag dollar sign zero to, uh, zero one. This means stored number one to the accumulator. And this gets translated into a901. 
A901 means uh, A9 is uh, uh, actual opcode, or operation code for the LDA. And this opcode is referring to uh, directly storing this value into the, into the uh, memory. So this instruction took two bytes. Then the next instruction is 8D0002. This is the our uh, STA uh, 200. 8D is the opcode and 0002 is the value that uh, he is using to reference the memory. Now we need to talk about a thing called endianness. So little endian and big endian. Uh, the way 6002 is storing the numbers is uh, the opposite of what would you, you would think. It is not storing the numbers from left to right. It is taking the number, this uh, particular case 0200, so 200, and it is going to swap the bytes. So the last byte, the least significant byte, is going to be the first one to be stored, and then the most significant byte. This is called little endian. Uh, little end first or little uh, endian is th the way of storing that is usually used by 8-bit processors. Since this uh, simplifies the uh, addition and all the different operations uh, quite a lot. You don't need to uh, think about um, getting the carry across and uh, working with the carry. What you can do is you can uh, just simply uh, store the a value uh, as uh, least significant byte first and the most significant byte uh, second and when you add if you have a carry you just carry it on and go from left to right this is the same thing that you would do on a paper if you uh, are adding numbers you are not adding them from left to right you're adding them from uh, right to left so the same thing applies here but what the processor does is it he's switching the um, values in the memory so you don't have to uh, jump across the memory when you're adding or for that matter uh, subtracting values so a901 first command 8d0002 second command then again a905 this is this lda 8d0102 so 201 a908 8d0202 202 and that's it this is the entirety of the uh, application assembled and this is the way that it's going to be run from left to right. I'm going to now run it into the debugger and uh, try to explain what is happening step by step. When I first press the, uh, when I first press the uh, step button, the thing, first thing that is going to happen is I'm going to actually be executing the uh, first command. You can see this because the, my value of the program counter was 600, now it's 602, because program counter always points to the next instruction that is going to be uh, run. So the value of accumulator has changed, A has become 1, XY stack pointer weren't changed because this is the way this, uh, this is the way this uh, uh, instruction works. and. The thing that you also need to uh, have in mind always 
is to uh, understand what is the different, um, what is this, uh, uh, what are different instructions doing to different uh, flags. So the flags haven't changed in this particular case, but they are going to change depending on the value that you put into the accumulator. We're going to go through this uh, a little bit later, and I'm going to try to explain to you where to find this information if you need it. So we loaded the accumulator with a value of one. We uh, did the uh, the program counter has moved so now the processor is expecting to be run uh, running the next location so the location here this is location 600 601 602 so uh, the processor is expecting to run this next uh, instruction let him do it and now he's got he switched to 605 this is because the processor while reading the uh, operation code, so this part of the instruction, the actual instruction, and knows how many bytes this instruction took in the memory. So it is able to move the program counter for the, for the appropriate amount of spaces. So this one moved the program counter for two spaces. This, this one moved uh, the program counter AD, moved it for the for three. So depending on the uh, operation that you're performing, or the instruction that you gave it to perform, the program counter is going to move itself. Now it's pointing to the next command, so A9. But before that, we can see that the accumulator hasn't changed. And the only thing has, that has changed is the memory. And this is denoted by this pixel here. So we show the pixel. If you do another step, accumulator has become five because of this instruction. And then program counter has moved for two locations. And then after we do a step, we are going to be uh, storing this location, uh, number five to location 201. We can see a pixel here. Then we do the number eight to the accumulator. And then we do a step and then we put this pixel here. And that's it. The thing that this simulator also uh, makes easy for us is that it is not going to run indefinitely. Normal processor requires you to stop it. Uh, this processor, this simulated processor, is going to automatically understand that the program has ended, it is going to stop. Uh, normal, regular CPU is going to just keep on running and increasing the program counter by one, trying to find the next command. And this is something that we are going to be um, introducing when we are going to be dealing with the uh, more complex simulators, but since the idea of this uh, video today is to just introduce you to how 6.0.2 works, uh, we are not going to go into some of the rest of the details, uh, simply to make things easier on you. So now we have done this, uh, we see how the application works. The way this ebook works is that uh, Nick is introducing different things uh, at different uh, times. And this is basically the first thing that he wanted you to do. So uh, to uh, acquaint yourself with how the simulator works. And you can see that this is the, the thing that needs to be uh, understood. You can also scroll to the memory. You can also scroll to the notes and so on. And there are some of the things, uh, there are some of the things that you need to know. Okay, now there are some exercises that we are not, we're not going to do now, but you can always try to do them. 
changing the color of the pixels is easy. Uh, you just change the values. Uh, you can also change the the location in the memory that the pixels are going to be drawn to. Uh, and this is changed just simply by uh, changing the value for the STA function. So your, your application is going to be uh, storing to the a different location in the memory. Uh, you can add more instructions to draw it to extra pixels. And this is something that we are going to do once we start doing the loops. Now, uh, let's take a look at another, at another example. Uh, this one is a little bit uh, more complicated uh, because it introduces uh, a set of commands that we haven't used uh, or instructions that we haven't used uh, up until up until now and the other thing is that it is going to be more complicated uh, because uh, it tries to introduce you to the uh, idea of stopping the program also there are different things that you uh, you can see written here and these different things are called comments Whenever you are in the assembly language, usually a uh, semicolon is the character that tells the assembler that whatever is left of the semicolon is the instruction, whatever is right of the semicolon is the, is the comment, and this comment should be uh, used to comment the code and make the code easier to read. This applies not only to the uh, code in this uh, this example. This is, uh, applies to everything that you re uh, write in assembly. Once you start working in assembly, you are going to uh, be creating complex things because there, there is nothing more uh, other than the instructions and the comments to explain to another person what your code is uh, doing. So there are no hidden functions there are no hidden uh, things that you can call from the memory unless you create them and everything that you do needs to be explained not because of you but also because of other people if you want to create something you need to explain what you did and why you did it because uh, once you start learning how to code you can create quite quite complex things in the assembly and this is going to require you to uh, make notes on what does uh, what is happening inside the replication and why is this particular command uh, used here so always use the comments this one is heavily commented i think in a normal in a normal uh, uh, working uh, thing or in a normal um, working application what would happen is with, uh, you wouldn't uh, be uh, you wouldn't be using the uh, comments this heavily. You would just say, for example, you wouldn't comment break because break is a command that says, okay, now stop, tells the process to stop. Now, let's see what this what this one does. It uses loads the hex value of C zero into the A. Then it does a transfer. Uh, Tex and inks or uh, enx and tax transfer the uh, this one transfers the accumulator to the x register so it basically moves the value from a to x inks increments the value so it just adds one to whatever is in the x register 
Then we're going to ADC C4 to the A register, and then we're going to stop. Uh, what we did here is that we uh, put a value of C0 into the A, a register, we uh, transferred the value from A to X, so we basically copied the value from A to X, now X holds the value of uh, C0, we increased the X register by 1, so it's C1, and then we added C4 to the A register. The reason why we did all of this is to show some important concepts. So let's go through them step by step. I'm going to assemble this. It is going to assemble itself correctly. And I don't have any uh, need of monitoring the memory. I'm just going to be using the debugger because this is not about the memory. This is about the registers. It doesn't load to the memory anything. So first when I start, my program counter is 600. So this is the start of the program. And when I step, the first thing is going to be that I'm going to be loading uh, C0 as a value into the accumulator. Then I'm going to be stepping into it and I'm going to be transferring value A to register X. Notice that I'm not moving, I'm transferring. Transferring means that I'm going to be copying the value from uh, A to X and uh, A is going to re uh, retain the value that I have already used. So this thing is uh, just copying the value and now x contains the same value as the uh, register a now i'm going to increase the uh, x so x becomes c1 and then i'm going to add the value of c4 into the adc uh, into the uh, accumulator um, this means add with carry so this means that this value is going to be added to this value so c0 to c4 and the thing that is going to happen is that if we are overflowing, or if the carry ha happens, the carry is going to be uh, shown. So let's step. And let's see what happened here. Uh, C0 plus C4 is bigger than 256. Uh, so what happened is that the processor is going to tell us, okay, the value that you got is 84 in the A register, but you also had, you also have a carry set. So this value isn't 8-bit, it's a 9-bit value. So you basically overflowed or overfilled your uh, byte. It doesn't fit in your byte that you have uh, available for the storage. So this number is bigger than 256. And this is normal. This is the way that when we detect uh, things that are happening with the addition, because obviously, as soon as we add any two numbers that are bigger than uh, one byte, something needs to happen. We need to know, because this value is not correct. This is not 84, it's bigger than this. Also, note that we have set uh, N flag, and the reason for this is because the 6502 has a peculiar way of uh, thinking about numbers. Because it doesn't know what you're trying to do and it doesn't care. Uh, the way they kept the complexity to, um, uh, to the minimum is that they created a way uh, in which the number that you have stored in the memory is whatever you think about it. So. If you're storing 84 in the memory, 
this can mean the number 84, so 8-bit uh, unsigned uh, value, or the first uh, bit of the number, so the leftmost or the highermost bit, is going to represent the negative number if it's set to 1 or a positive number if it's set to 0. So this can also mean a negative value that is stored in the memory. In this case, you are dealing with 7-bit signed or unsigned values. So you're going to have 7 bits available to uh, deal with the uh, number itself. And then you're going to use the 8-bit or the leftmost bit uh, to denote the um, positive or negative value so that you know that the number that you have stored is either positive or negative. This enables you to have more or less two values stored at the same time. Uh, depending on how you read it, the value is going to be either a negative value um, that is going to be uh, a positive or negative value, so it is going to be signed. Uh, not signing as in um, has a signature, but signed as in has a sign, so it's a positive or negative. And then you're dealing with values from minus 127 to plus 128, or the number that you have stored is from 0 to 255, but this value is then unsigned, so you're not storing the sign inside it. Since the processor doesn't understand what you're dealing with, and he doesn't know what doesn't want to understand what you're dealing with. Uh, your processor is going to just simply give you both uh, solutions. So it is going to give you the value here in the uh, accumulator, and it's going to say the first bit, bit has been set, so this is a negative value. If you're treating it as a negative value, okay, fine. If you are not, also fine. The processor doesn't care. Uh, sometimes when I'm lecturing, I'm trying to explain to people or to students. Uh, that the processor is an extremely uh, agile, extremely quick, extremely stupid piece of uh, technology. Because what it does is it executes one instruction by one instruction, not caring about what you th thought, what you think, and what is happening around it. It is just looking at the particular instruction doing what it says. So. Whatever you want to do, you need to think uh, by yourself and then turn it into instructions. And after that, it is going to be executed the same way every time you run it. And this is the idea of programming. Although, to be honest, sometimes it doesn't look like this. Because the uh, sometimes it looks like uh, some of the programs are running by themselves and not thinking about anything else other than this. But this is just the way that... Uh, programs designed it and the way the technology works. Uh, the technology has become more and more complicated uh, each, uh, basically, each iteration of technology. And this is one of the reasons why we are dealing with 6.0.2 right now and not uh, with assembly for the latest uh, generation of Intel's Pro AMD processors. Okay, now, let's do another thing. Let's step to uh, another example that we're going to do this today, and this is going to be the last one. Uh, what I want to deal with uh, right now is the way that 7-bit and 8-bit numbers or unsigned and signed bit num assigned numbers are treated in the uh, assembly uh, in, in 6002. So, as I mentioned before, your uh, computer is 
storing the numbers in bytes. Byte is 8 bits and if we want to store the number from 0 to 254, this is completely fine. So if I say FF here, this is a normal hexadecimal number, a normal hexadecimal converter. Uh, this is going to convert a hexadecimal to different values. So this is the thing that we are looking for. So unsigned 8-bit integer, this is the value of 255. So old ones in the uh, in uh, binary code. The, the problem that we have here is that if we want to uh, denote if this number is positive or negative, we need to do something. And what we need to do is we are going to be uh, dealing with uh, numbers in such a way that we are going to tell it, okay, uh, this number is negative uh, by using the first bit. So the first bit in eight, eight bytes, it is going to be uh, the value of uh, the sign of the number. So if the first bit is set to one, it is going to be uh, the uh, negative number. And if the first bit is set to zero, it's going to be a positive number. When I say first bit, I'm thinking about and talking about the first bit on the left. In binary and in any other um, normal notation of the, of the numbers, this is the most significant bit. So we are using the top, the most significant bit to denote the number. Uh, for two reasons. First, because the, uh, the minus is on the start of the number, but the more important reason is because this enables us to um, use the numbers normally and then have a problem only when we are dealing with uh, conversion from seven, 7 to 8 bits. So what is this problem that I'm talking about? The problem is this. Uh, if I use the biggest value that I can uh, do in 7 bits, so leading zero and then once all the way to the end of the byte. The thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to be noting 127 as unsigned and 127 as a signed number. <clears throat> so far so good. But if I want to add one to this, so this is going to be 128 as a sign, uh, unsigned number. But if I want to add one to this, this, this is going to happen. Unsigned number is going to be 128, first one and then leading zero, then the rest is going to be the zeros. And this leading one is going to be denoted as a minus sign. And then all the zeros after this are going to be uh, treated as a number. Specifically, since this number should be signed, so the first one denotes uh, minus, this is the lowest number that you can uh, write down inside the single byte. So minus 128. Why are we starting from the location? So 127 plus one turns into minus, minus 128. Why? Because next addition, so for example, this 81, so 80 plus one is going to become minus 127 and so on. So we are, by adding one, we are decreasing the value as it should be. Also, we are increasing the value here. This is also called the double complement of the number. Look it up because this is something that you're going to be needing um, when we are dealing with the numbers. But this is the way that uh, the processor treats the numbers and this is the way the processor uh, is able to 
show you what is happening with the number itself. Now, let's also show something else. Let's show uh, how this how does this, this look like in the assembly. So I'm going to do a version of the uh, example that the assembly uh, the ebook is doing, and I'm going to load uh, the value of seven f to my um, to my processor. Then I'm going to simply just add the value of one. And I'm going to assemble this, I'm going to debug this, and I'm going to step. So 7F is the, the uh, accumulator, the flags have not been set. Then I do another step. Now an interesting thing has happened. Uh, accumulator has turned into 80. Uh, and this is okay because 7f plus 1 is 80 but the flags have been set and the flags have been set both the n and the v n means negative v means overflow this is the exact thing that i showed you in the uh, type converter uh, what happened is that the processor realized that uh, you ran out of space, so your number that you're trying to store in the seven bits is no longer able to be stored in seven bits. So you now require eight bits to store the number. The number itself is represented as a byte, so this is the value. But it is warning you that currently the number has turned into a negative value and it has overflowed. So suddenly your seven bits are no longer enough to uh, store the value of the number. So now your number is bigger than what it used to be. What does this mean for you? Uh, if you were dealing with signed numbers, and if, you're, you were, if you were thinking about adding one to 127, this should be 128, because you haven't changed the, uh, you haven't changed the sign because you weren't, we didn't want to change the sign. You just wanted to add value to one to 127. So these two uh, have been set together to tell you that this has been turned into a negative number because over the overflow. So that you understand that this is not a negative number if you don't want it to be. And this is one of those things that you're going to be needing to uh, think about when you're dealing with uh, 6002 and with any assembly at all. Now let's do the uh, example that the ebook has because there is something also pretty important here. And this is one of the most common mistakes that you're going to be doing while doing assembly. This looks almost exactly like the example that I was doing. Okay, it is starting with the value of 80 then it is storing this value to location uh, one, and then it is adding to uh, the accumulator. But note that this number here is not the number one. This number here is the location one. So what this is actually doing is storing the number 80 hexadecimal. So first leading one and then all the rest of it's, it's zeros. Then it is storing this to the location one and, th and then it is adding whatever is in location one to the accumulator. Since, it, 
just store the uh, the value uh, 80 here we know that basically what is happening is that we are adding 80 plus 80 so we are adding two um, numbers that are uh, both 8 bits so we are going to have an overflow obviously and what is going to happen is that since we are dealing with a particular number uh, the result is going to be 1 followed by 8 zeros so a 9 bit number that is going to be um, followed by 8 zeros uh, and this means that the result is going to be a little bit confusing if I do the debugger we have version uh, we have a uh, number 80 in the accumulator it's a negative number according to the uh, processor because the leading bit is uh, 0 and then we are storing it to this location 01 and then we're going to be stepping into it uh, what happened is that accumulator has turned into 00, zero. this is expected because the number is as I said 9-bit number leading bit and then 8 bits after this are 0 so this is a 00, zero. but it has turned from negative to positive because there is no uh, no longer negative sign the first bit is zero it has uh, turned on the overflow because we did the overflow we changed the value if you're dealing with seven bit values we change the value the result is zero and we have a carry so this is a one of those things where you need to pay attention to not only to what is happening inside the accumulator but also understanding what is happening with the flags because you want to understand how the processor is dealing with this and what happened to the negative values since we according to the signed uh, arithmetic we added two negative values so 80 is a negative value so 80 is minus 128 as we showed here so 80 is 80 sorry 80 is one minus 128 we added one minus 128 to minus 128 and what we ended up with is zero and a carry so we need to take care of those things and this is the reason my overflow flag is uh, has tripped is because we did something that in uh, signed arithmetics doesn't make sense and we need to understand what is what has happened and the most uh, important thing is that we need to check for it so while you're doing the assembly programming, you're going to be need to need for che uh, to checking on um, uh, different things that are happening uh, while doing arithmetics, while doing uh, comparisons, and so on and so on. I'm going to finish today's uh, talk about 602 assembly with this, and in the next episode, I'm going to talk about uh, how to create short loops and how to create different branches inside the programming so that we can do different things uh, in the assembly language. Thank you for being with me. Uh, this is still the Dead IT Show. I hope that next week we are going to be back in the studio with Vedran and the next episode is probably going to be published together with uh, me talking with Vedran about different things. Thank you.